0: Hello, everyone. We are on episode four. It's the How About That podcast. But we are down a man today as Brooksy is doing Lord knows what right now in his spring break in Florida. We think he's alive and well. He's having fun. Uh, Do not worry, though. Buckman and I have a lot to discuss for you as the NFL news has only picked up and as March Madness is right around the corner. So, with that being said, let's get right to it. With no Brooksy, though. So, Buck, let's get it.
1: Be going hard every day, shooting far. NBA, NFL on replay, MLB, major wave. Other artists, minor league. I wish we could stop and see who was in your top five. Scratch that, top three. MJ, Lebron, and every other discussion. Cross you up while the shooter in the corner be cutting. No, I'm new to the game. this my introduction. While these topics hitting harder than the snare and percussion. Why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts? Only real place left to listen. How about that?
0: Welcome back, episode four. We appreciate you tuning in today on what should be a fun podcast to talk about with so much NFL news going on and so much bad news possibly coming out of the Giants' uh, neck my of the woods. Yeah, yeah, Buckman's not happy. I'm sure we'll hear enough about that. But mm-hmm. Let's get into our first segment of the day. So, how about that, Buckman? What you got for me?
2: First of all, let's give a shout out to Zach and I. It took a long time to figure out this guy, Paul. This has been. I, a what, I apologize to my parents for the uh, data bill that's about to come their way. Um, <laughs> Real quick, though, let's get into it. How about the NFL Combine finishing up? Zach and I have stories for you, personal stories, players to talk about, stories to talk about. Let's get into it, but before we get into the players, let's get into the stories between Zach and I. Zach, let me tell you something. For all you Indy people, you know, but for those outside of Indy, where are the two places that people go to for NFL weekends in Indy? Yeah.
0: The two biggest ones is being, you know, members of this community for a long time. One is Prime Forty Seven, but the main one, most attractive place to go to if you're a GM, you know, looking for a contract, you're in the combine, a head coach, anywhere, you name it, the place you want to be is St. Elmo's Steakhouse.
2: St. Elmo's Steakhouse. So you know what I do? I get reservations at St. Elmo's. Zach and I are up and coming <laughs> podcasters. We want to make a name for ourselves. We want to be meet the big names. We want to be the big names. So we go to St. Elmo's. Yes, we did. Let me tell you what. Best steak I've ever had in my life. Camille. Biggest check I've ever had in my life. Wow.
0: Oh, that was expensive.
2: Good thing I got paid the day before. But let me tell you something. Clayton Thorson. Yep. Northwestern quarterback. Man, did he look good. He looked <laughs> great sitting in that seat, Jack. I'm telling you what. He looked great
1: he sitting did. in that seat.
0: He did. I'll tell you. If he somehow finds his way to New England, we fa- we saw the future before it happened. Yeah. I'm, I'm praying he goes to New England. And let That's me tell you another thing. The Ravens owner. Yeah. Wow. Yo, you mean Steve Biscotti, who we saw sitting so oh, yeah. across okay. from us? Or we think we did? Right behind me? Right yeah, behind me. We, yeah. Think? we think? Yeah. Oh, we're 90% sure.
2: Pretty cool. No big deal. So, you know, this happens on Saturday night. We want to feel out the place. We want to meet some scouts. Let them know we, we only met those two, sadly. But it doesn't stop there. As Sunday, we go to the NFL combine ourselves. Yes, we did. Let me tell you two words to describe it <laughs> it blew. <laughs> worst experience of my life by far <laughs> by far
0: yeah if you're if you're a football fan and love the game the way we do it it kind of makes you question why you cheer as hard as you do for this teams. the combine it's free i guess and that's all you need to know about it it's free for a reason it's a joke
2: it was by far the worst experience at least you get this cool earpiece uh, like you can walk around campus and you get cooler than air similar to We're AirPods. walking out though yeah, that's why that's what I meant to say. We're walking out though. And the, we we can not find the exit. They're locking us in. They want us they're locking <laughs> us in this place. And the security guy's like, Where are you guys going? And shout out to Mike. He just goes, Hello, home. <laughs> like, where can we go? Home. and the guy's like, You're leaving already? He's like he, we're like, Yeah. He, we he just never- shook his head yeah. like we knew he knew he knew what we were doing. Completely disappointed. So.
0: Right. Well, at least, I mean, were you, were you liking anyone, even though we didn't get to see him from what you heard or saw on Twitter news? What do what you like him?
2: So let me give, we're each going to go three players. So let me start off with probably the biggest story. Kyler Murray didn't do anything at the combine except weigh himself and measure his height. He came in at 5'10 and one eighth of an inch and 207 pounds. And that was enough to most
0: likely lock him in as the number one draft pick. Unreal. That simple. Although, I, did you see a scout did say today that uh, they think he inflated his height. I think Rutgers just lost by one. That's one. What was the cover? It was Penn State by one. Oh, push. Anyways, right. get back into it. They said Kyler Murray inflated his height at the combine, cheated. One scout said, so they said, watch out to see if Kyler does that at the pro day, to which I say, piss off. That is, mm-hmm. he's, he's the number mm-hmm. one. I, I would
2: agree. There, another scout said, or I don't know if it was a scout, but his agent was pissed about it, that He has poor leadership and poor, you know, studying skills. So, a lot of negativity coming out about him. I still think that the Cardinals love this guy. They haven't officially put Rosen on the trade block yet, but teams are asking for him. I hope one of the teams is the Giants. But considering the fact that our front office is full with a bunch of imbeciles and music, we'll get to it later. We're not going to get into that. I don't think they are. (laughs) But I, I think that uh, this is going to be a very interesting. Uh, thing for the Cardinals to do I think Kyler I mean I'd rather have Josh Rosen Kyler Murray I understand you're bringing in a hot new head coach you want the hot new name that was my first player second player probably the biggest riser of the draft DK Metcalf wide receiver Ole Miss let me tell you something Zach this man is 6'3 208 pounds 1.6% body fat ripped absolutely ripped yet he ran a blazing 43340. Had a 40 and a half inch vertical and 27 reps on the bench press. 27. Athletic freak, literally
0: everything you need as an athlete. Yeah. I think this is the person they referred to when LeBron and Serena made a baby. Mhm. This is the lab this is the lab kid. This is. He's 100%. Yeah, but I, if you watch his highlights, I don't I don't know if he has ever run anything but a vertical route no and no. i i wanted to get into this because i think
2: that he was you know he was projected to you go know, probably first round he was one of the higher names in the draft but now people are saying top 10, top 10. bills not let me, top. let me tell you something i am not a big combine guy when it comes to the measurables because it takes a lot more than measurables to tell a player i think the combine is overrated in this instance this guy if you look at him his footwork track he was awful um, in the shutter shuttle he was awful in the three cone drill he he can't run routes well if you watch his highlights he can't run routes well yet now he's going to be a top 10 pick simply because of that, his athletic ability so i think the combine may be overinflated. you know his draft stock which will yeah. see every once in a while so i'm curious to see where he goes if he does anything on his pro day what that looks like he's probably gonna he's gonna focus a lot on those three cones that three cone drill and that shuffle drill to try it you know his draft stock rising right yeah. now. I'm cautious on him.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Who's, who's number three? Third
2: player. Shout out to Mitch Lurkowski, big Michigan fan. Rashawn Gary. A lot of question marks on this guy. He, you know, if you watch his tape in college, you know, he, he's an inconsistent player, not that good on a pass rush. Only had nine and a half sacks in his career at Michigan. Mm-hmm. A lot of questions there, but he ran a blazing four, five, eight, 40 as a defensive lineman. Yeah, he he's six four, two hundred seventy-seven pounds. He's everything you want as a prototype defensive lineman. He answered a lot of questions, I think, with his athleticism at the combine. But he's still, you know, inconsistent play. I think his draft stock rose, but he's one of those sleeper names because there's so much defensive talent, especially on the line this year. This guy could is should go top ten, and you're not going to hear about him. I no. guarantee you're not going to hear
0: about him. No, number one player out of high school, all the hype, and like you said, his intangibles and measurements, everything is off the charts. When he gets on the field, he just has not proved it at that Big Ten mm-hmm. level, which is tough, you know, but if you're going to be a top-ten pick, you have to have a little more production than that. So that'd be interesting to see where he goes. Uh, just to segue into that, though, my number one, another defensive end, Montez Sweat, uh, 6'6", 220, and ran a four four one. I don't know what they're feeding at Mississippi State, but the program there is working. Uh, the, I mean, uh, there were so many guys, Quinn Williams, all these defensive linemen that were running unbelievable 40 times, uh, but Montez Sweat, Jim Ursay tweeted about him when he was off of who knows what, uh, as if we were going to get him. He's a top-ten pick, Jim. We are not going to get him. Uh, but he impressed me. kill Harry impressed me. Uh, Arizona State receiver, similar to DK size-wise. He's 6'2", 228. He's 20 pounds bigger than DK. Bench 27 reps and ran a four five, which impressed a lot more people uh, yeah. than, than people you know, thought he was going to do. So I think he earned himself a first-round spot. Uh, the only guy to do bad, it looked like, was, I, think I would agree with this. The only guy, I think. Yeah, right? Ja'Kai, I'm sorry I pronounced it wrong, but it doesn't even matter. You lost so much money. Ja'Kai polite. We'll go with polite. Ja'Kai polite. We're was not nice. To him. But you know what? He wasn't polite in his interview. He was an idiot. He is the only person who ever mentioned what teams he interviewed for and complain about it. He complained that he didn't know how to handle the character questions, which, oh my God, why are you saying this out loud? And also didn't expect them to show his bad plays. I don't know who your agent is, I don't know who you trained with, they need to be fired because you just, and he said, oh, by the way, he said the 49ers and Packers were the teams that asked the question, he, he ratted them out, which no, have you ever heard a player do that?
2: I, I simply have not heard any of this, I think I could have trained him better for these situations uh-huh. than his agent and his trainer.
0: Right, uh, he just booked himself a one-way ticket to the second round.
2: 100%.
0: Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, but. Yeah, it's it's crazy how many of the guys did well. I agree with you. I'm not a big combine guy, but when it, some of these measurables are enough to say, you know, wow. Apparently this 1.6 body percent fat thing isn't like humanly possible for DK. No, but
2: apparently everyone's saying he's dead.
0: Like, you know what? Everyone, yeah, he's dead, which sucks, but everyone chill out. Like, you know, okay. he's clearly, he's fit.
2: I will say a fun fact about, I, a lot of receivers impressed at the draft. This was the fastest average 40 time at the combine, I think ever for wide receivers. And- it's one of those things where nowadays the 40 is, has so much weight on it that people literally train for months on how to run a 40 to get that explosive burst. It's insane how much focus is on it. Let me tell you a name Odell. Odell ran a, like a 4440. Are you referring and, to the Cleveland Browns receiver? You know, Zach, we're going to get into <laughs> a little bit. I don't need that right now. I jumped now. that
0: too early. I jumped the gun too. I'm on a roll, and you're yep. just stopping me with Keep that. Going bad. Keep I, I got to mentally focus. You're focused. doing well. You're doing well. Doing well. I like okay. the stat that you might have made up about the receiver. I you... didn't. Shout out okay. Todd McShay. Okay, McShay. There we go. I'm
2: a big podcast guy. This is what I do all day is listen to podcasts. So, anyways, everyone focuses on this 40 time. Odell, if you looked at Odell, he's one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. He's known for his plant route where he just outruns everybody. And you're saying that he ran a 4-4-40? Some players run slow forties but are fast players. Some players run fast forties and are slow players. If you look at DK Metcalf and you watch his highlights, no way that ran man a four three three. Absolutely no way he ran a 4-3-3. And then the Notre Dame wide receiver, I can't think of um, his name. The uh yes, he boy. ran a he ran a four four two, I think. You watch him play in college, he looks like he has concrete shoes on.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's John Ross, the fastest forty. Yeah. He can't he can't get open.
2: No. He's, getting, he's getting traded. And and it shows that because he he doesn't have probably good footwork, can't get can't create separation. I think that could happen with DK Metcalf. If I'm here to say, you know true. DK Metcalf is a bust. I'll be the only one to say it. Oh, my God. I'll say it. Okay. Hot take. Hot there thing. it
0: is. Hot take's only here. Wow. There it is. All right. That's fair. I, could, I mean, he's got to show that he can run something other than a vertical. But when he does, yep. my God, he looks good.
2: Oh, if he can figure that out.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. He wow. goes the Bills, though. Josh Allen throwing 70-yard bombs to him.
2: I mean, it could work. It could work. You need to just get, get in the lab with Chad Ochocinco, probably the best feat you'll ever see. Kids, if you're listening to this and you want to be like, how do I become a great wide receiver? Literally, just watch Chad Ochoacinco, a Chad Johnson, whatever you want to call him, watch his footwork. Yep. Impeccable. All right, Zach, what do you got for us today, though?
0: All right, sticking with football, how about the NFL franchise tag season? As we know, the deadline uh, was two days ago, and after 4 p.m., the players who got tagged are all, all defensive guys, all except for Robbie mm-hmm. Gold, kicker, who was tagged earlier. van uh, Clowney, defensive end. Demarcus Lawrence, defensive end. Grady J- Jarrett, defensive tackle. Uh, D. Ford, defensive end. Uh, a lot of these guys are... Oh, real quick, what positions are getting drafted probably the most this year? Uh, all defensive ends and defensive tackles. That's pretty crazy. Wow, the is- NFL is going. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, if you want people to not score as much, you get to the quarterback, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some interesting things here with these franchise tags, right? Clowny looks like he's going to be good to go, good to stay yes. there. Clark, good to go, good to stay there. Grady, good to go, good to stay there, right? Yep. But then you get to Lawrence. Uh, cool. The man won't even have surgery until he gets the deal. Not even saying he's definitely not signing it. He's not yep. showing up to training camp. And he's just going to be hurt. Yep. He's going to be hurt, which is – Respectable. I mean, I'm sure you like. I'm sure you like. Hey. If, whoa, if whoa you can keep Hank whoa. off the field. No, he's a Giants fan. He's not going to Oh, play. okay, yep. yeah. Yeah. Sorry, whether you're you
2: tagging you? like me personally, I really don't know why, but
0: you're, you're, you're so, you're so out of it right now. I'm, I'm flustered, You we'll was- get into why I'm flustered. You're right. All right, we're getting yeah. there. Uh, but D Ford <laughs> as well, D Ford gets the franchise tag and then all of a sudden, uh, they're going to trade him, most likely. I don't blame him. It- Explain.
2: They've lost. He lost them the AFC Championship.
0: Oh my game. gosh! All right. Well, he uh, yeah, he did go. He did go outside.
2: <laughs> That's what. If you tell me D Ford, I, I'll be on my deathbed. I'll be 92 years old dying. And it'll be like D Ford. What do you think of AFC Championship game? Completely blew it. Well, <laughs> you're,
0: you're, you're gonna you're gonna think of second round pick for the horse because I I just don't get why they're, they're, they they want to trade him because he doesn't fit their new scheme with Spags as the new defensive coordinator. Going to a I three four is an idiot. God dang. besides the point. <laughs> they're going to a three four, which. Uh, they don't think he can adjust to, or I'm sorry, they're going to a four-three, four-three. As um, I
2: was about to say, he's a three-four guy.
0: Yeah, I, they're going to a four-three, which I just don't get how a defensive end can be, you know, that much of an adjustment that they can't stand. They can still stand up and go get the quarterback. Yeah. you look, look the quarterback, at Khalil Mack It's edge pressure
2: at the end of the day. I don't, I don't get it. And when you just have raw talent,
0: you you can put him anywhere. anywhere. I, don't,
2: I don't, I don't, I really just don't understand. I think,
0: I think run off. A team, especially a team like the Chiefs, where your one problem and the reason you lost is your defensive side. Uh, you, yeah. I mean, you cut Justin Houston, you're in a trade D 4 now. I mean, unless you are in this Landon Collins mix, or maybe you know, we'll get into the guys who didn't get tagged. Uh, I don't know what they're doing, but you know, right into it, guys who did not get tagged. The main four: Landon Collins, DJ, mm. yeah, DJ Mosley. <laughs> uh, but apparently, they apparently Baltimore is going to try to re-sign him. That's why they cut Weddle. Um, oh, yeah. Good luck with that, Nick Foles. Yeah. It looks like his future is in Jacksonville. Um, Colts fans love it. <laughs> Be happy. They're not going to draft Haskins or Murray. They're going to go with this this guy who cannot. He's not good. Nick Foles is not good. I, he's a Super winning quarterback. So is Flacco. But so you can we can go down the list.
2: Don't don't you dare mention the next. Okay, I'm
0: not doing it. I stopped right there. All right, thank you. This guy <laughs> we talked about. is the worst quarterback against zone defenses. He threw four yep. picks in the playoffs alone this year. He's going to a system with no offensive talent on the outside. Colts fans were fine. And the last one is the Patriots being the Patriots. Um, they're not going to franchise tag anyone because they just that's what they do. So I mean, now they're going to you know, win anyways. You have one of the best premier pass rushers now. On, that's on the market in, in Flowers. You have an offensive tackle that's proven in, in Trent Brown. And you have the race for Goskowski between, I'd like to think, the Bears, the Bears and the Browns.
2: Bears signed Blewett, though.
0: The ba- okay. Bears. I love fans. the name. Bears fans. Blewett. I'm sorry. You, you signed a guy named Blewett. You know what his average was? percentage of college can't be good 69 percent you you can't make these things up i mean you're telling me it's the it's the the nfc championship and you have to say blew it going for the win you know what's gonna happen pace pace this is your worst signing just based off the name you've done an unreal job uh but getting what was that that college taking percentage again that would be 69 percent from there it is yeah it's unbelievable you really can't make these up Uh, So it's unbelievable. But now we're looking into these three agents uh, from the franchise tag and we're looking at the safeties and it's, it's unbelievable. I'll just go down the list. Landon Collins, Eric Weddle, Earl Thomas, Haha Clinton-Dix, Adrian Amos, Honey Badger, Glover Quinn's old, but he's still good. Trey Boston. I mean, you have eight premier safeties that you can put in your team and you're not going to be upset as a fan if you get them. I mean, Glover Quinn's probably the first one because of his age, but he can still play. And then you have pro bowlers everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable.
2: I would agree. and I. This is going to be such, it's going to be amazing to watch. I feel like defenses are just going to skyrocket. Everyone's saying defense was dead about week 10. And now there's just so much defensive talent coming out from through the draft and through the market. Teams are going to be loading up. I think a lot of teams are going to take that Rams philosophy. Although they didn't win the Super Bowl, they, so, I mean, that you, you blame their offense. They only let up 13 points. Right. I, I think it's nuts to say. And real quick, let me just backtrack and then we can get back on it. D Ford, if you're the Chiefs, what do you think you're going to get for D Ford? Because if I'm an NFL team and you're asking for a lot, I'm just going to say, look at the draft.
1: It was, right. It's so
2: deep. I'm not going to spend a bunch of money for a, a player when I could possibly get a great player in the draft on a four-year rookie deal.
0: Yeah, it's, it, I, a second-rounder is what I, I'm hearing. But mm. it's a tough ask right now, even with his 13 sacks last season, uh, with, with the young guys coming in. He's, I mean, he's still young, uh, but you're right. There's going to be some problems there. I mean, real quick, where where do you think Landon lands? Um, I more? mean,
2: I'm a lot of teams are are looking at him. I've I've seen, of course, every Indian. I'm an indie, so every single Indianapolis person is saying he's going to the Colts. Are we interested in him? I didn't know that. That's news to me. yeah, and it's crazy because if we think about the teams who need a safety, let's just list them off real quick. You're thinking Colts, the New York Giants
1: need a safety.
2: <laughs> it's it's amazing. We'll get into you let's know, just do it. Let's do that, it. You want to get in that? Yeah. All right. Get let right. So right. We're going to get white. Wednesday woes. Go. Wednesday woes. Here we go. Wednesday woes. The New York Giants <laughs> want me to die <laughs> of a heart attack, of stress levels. I'm losing my hair at every minute. I'm just clumps of hair falling out of my head because of stress levels. Let me tell you. We'll start with Landon Collins. Yeah. Okay. So let me just – let's just do the blind test right now. Yeah. 25 years old. Yes. Three-time Pro Bowler. Uh versatile safety, versatile safety, run stopper entering his prime. Yes. I mean, every team in the NFL would be like, yeah, okay, where do I where do I get him? I need one of those. Every single team. And you just let the one you have walk away. Just walk away. And then you're like you're thinking as a Giants fan, okay, why are we just letting him walk? You're telling me we're getting possibly, if we're lucky, a 2020 third-round compensatory pick in 2020. We need picks now. We have so many holes now. You could have traded him at the trade deadline for a third-round pick. This year, the value of picks this year is much more than the value of picks next year. And rumors came out today that some team offered him a first-round pick. Personally, I don't believe the rumor that somebody offered him a first-round pick. But if they did, and you you didn't take a first-round pick and you just let the guy walk, Are you kidding me? What is Dave Gettleman thinking? How do you just let your bet, your co-captain, your co-captain, not even just a great defensive player, a team leader in the locker room walk for literally nothing? If you knew you were going to let him walk and you knew that we were out of playoff competition at the trade deadline, why didn't you just trade him? You wouldn't have to worry about any of this crap. And we'd have the picks right now because we don't have a third round pick this year. We don't, this deep defensive draft, we don't have a third round pick. (laughs) What are we doing? I don't understand. It makes no sense. And then yeah, let's get go. into some rumors.
1: Let's you know, it. there's I, no I, I, sources I,
2: I, that are saying anything. We're just going to hear we rumors. Who gave you a call last night? Zachary Eaton calls yeah. me. We're, I'm sitting at the gym. I'm working on it. I'm training for a half marathon. I'm feeling good. I'm watching myself. Florida State just came back and covered in overtime. Won a lot of money. Feeling good. Doing a little ab workout. My phone rings. Huh, Zach. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. I don't want to be the one to tell you, but, like, That's you not. might not wake up to Odell being on your team anymore. <laughs> Excuse me? Like, I mean, fluster, yeah. walk to the locker room, put everything away, leave. Let's just go through. Zach, you told me about these Browns players. I did. You can check out this Twitter thread that I have yeah, developed, yeah. um, at so. HBT underscore podcast. Um, let's start off with, I, first of all, I called the New York Giants to a state of emergency. Browns fans, Demarius Randall, John Dorsey, low key a genius. Ninjoku, love this. I'm not going to say it because I don't like the test. Zach, love this.
0: Best love word. the shit.
2: He said, I love yeah. this. He did. Juice, Jarvis Landry, Odell's best friend. Make sure your mind right and come to Cleveland. Dot, dot. Hashtag dogs got to eat. Clearly, they know something. So I go and I just start, I just look up Browns and literally everything that says is Browns' eye emojis. Just heard why the Browns players are tweeting. It's a bombshell. Let me tell you. And there's uh, there's just one thing that keeps popping up: big name wide receiver. Now there's two big name wide receivers who names have been floating around this offseason. One of them is in the division of the Browns. And if you're the Steelers, why would you trade them to your biggest rival? If they do that, they're like they're dead because that's just the stupidest thing you'll ever heard. That's just a deceased franchise trying to do something. Even if they offered you the most, I would not trade him to because he would just pop off. Like that's just that's stupid. Okay, so then who's the other one? Odell. Beckham, hey, real quick, real Jr.
0: quick. You brought back Corey Coleman. Congrats.
2: Oh yeah, I was gonna get into that. At the okay, end never because, mind. Keep going. My bad. Oh, keep, going. Okay. keep going. Okay. So, anyways, I keep reading all this stuff all night. I'm just reading. It. Everybody's like, I know what what this bombshell is. No one shares anything though. Okay. Then to, uh, then Odell tweets laughing emoji zipper zippered mouth emoji like he's laughing at this but he's staying silent mm, man i saw that i started running around my house my dad's like what the hell is going on i said dad i think the giants might trade odell he <laughs> went nuts went up nuts we're not gonna get into a cliff rant though and then today the browns cut jamie collins bring up 9.25 million dollars worth of cap space and they're also looking to trade an offensive lineman to free up more cap space then Verified accounts start tweet- tweeting, hearing crazy brown rumors, eye emojis, i emojis, dot, dot, dot. Someone tweets, the rumors coming out of Cleveland this afternoon are wild and huge. Something's cooking. Big names starting to tweet about this stuff. Finally, someone says, since others won't say it, I will. Basically, the rumors out there with many different variations is draft picks and players for Odell Beckham Jr., I cannot stress that enough that this is just a rumor trying to make me feel good still, even though I don't, and nothing coming from any credible sources. And then, not just 15 minutes ago, guess who the Giants bring back? Corey Coleman, wide receiver. You need the depth? I I don't understand. I don't get it. You literally just said 15 minutes ago, somebody was like, why? What's crazier than the Browns? I mean, the uh, Steelers trading their best wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, to an individual rival, and somebody responded. Responded. Your GM saying that Odell is not on the trading block, then shopping him, because Dave Gettleman is a complete moron. If you trade Odell Beckham Jr., like we're you're resetting the franchise and you're literally pushing us back like 20 years. I don't even want to hear anything about it. That's how bad we are. Until Dave Gettleman gets out of the front office, we are dead. And Odell. Honestly, he deserves better. He does. Because we are a mess. He can't do it. Oh, I mean, Antonio Brown has been causing so much drama. Imagine if Odell was causing this drama. Imagine if Odell was Gronk and he was just slapping his girlfriend's butt on a yacht right now. Okay? Imagine if it was Mitchell Korbiski running and jumping off a boat. The New York media would have his head. Odell Beckham Jr. would literally be just passed all over the place as the worst person in the world. He yeah. was sitting in the offseason saying, "I just want to win. I just want to win," and everyone's like, "Odell's a locker cancer. He's a locker cancer." I can't stress this enough how how awful this is as a Giants fan. I can't. I can't sleep right now. I'm, you know, that's that's Buckman's rant because JB's not here. That's Buckman's rant. I can't get him anymore because I'm just going to talk in circles. Zach, you it's tell up, me.
0: Well, before I just I, mean, I feel like after that, you know, what five minutes? I think I got to say something. Uh it's. Real quick, Colts fans, we know how we feel about Landon. For those of you that don't know about Landon Collins, before God himself, Chris Ballard, came down and touched our team, we were in a bad position. Our GM was Ryan Gregson. Every move we made was wrong. Examples. Uh, TJ Green, second-round pick, called the worst pick of all time in the draft. Uh, he's no longer on our team. Philip Dorsey, I'm going to talk about him in a second. Dwayne Super Allen, champion. Yes. Yeah, uh, Super Bowl champion, Dwayne Allen. Uh, we <laughs> held him on for way too long. Uh, cut had to finally trade him because Ballard came in and was like, "Oh my God, what is this talent?" I mean, Gregson just made bad decision after bad decision. Uh, trade, trade a trade, traded first round pick for Trent Richards. This is the guy we're dealing with here. Uh, so back in the draft a couple years ago, about what four years ago is now, we have the uh, 27th pick in the draft, and Landon Collins for some reason is on the board. We need a safety. Colts fans could not be more excited. It's time to start turnaround. It's time to make Indianapolis a winning city again the way it's been for the past 10 years. And we take Philip Dorsett with the first round pick. Now, Super Bowl champion Philip Dorsett is one of Mm -hmm. the biggest busts in the first round. He was sent off to New England as well. Uh, They're probably going to release him now from what I've seen because they say he's not even worth the money they're paying him, which is not much right now. Uh, So he's gone. And every time Landon Collins makes a play in a Giants uniform, you can guarantee yourself there's a Colts fan tweeting He should be on our team. He should be on our team. He should be on our team. And now, four years later, the guy, the locker room culture, check. A safety need, check. Run stopper, check. Age, Pro Bowls, check, check. We have the money, and we know Ballard's all about the draft, but this is the time you go in, and you go get Landon Collins to pair up with Malik Hooker, and you have hope. You have a guy that can guard Kelsey. You have a guy that can start to match up with some of these guys that we have problems with and really start to build. Because uh, really, right now the Colts lack of talent. The culture's there; everything's set. It's just the talent. And you bring Landon in. Sorry, Buck, I could not be more excited about that news. The Odell news sucks. I don't get it. I don't want Cleveland to be good. The AFC, it sucks. It's it's. We'll see if it gets traded, right? It's just rumors. As, as it's just rumors, but, but the ballot. It's, it's, it's scary, It's Everything's
2: noise. coming together for it. That's the it that's the issue. There's and nothing that says, oh, if that you makes trade,
0: sense. trade Odell. The locker room's gone, right?
2: Because yeah. they've right? So you can
0: Everything.
2: Everything's done, and let me just say this.
1: Okay.
2: Eli Manning's getting paid twenty three million dollars. You won't pay a safety coming to his prime as a three time, I mean three time Pro Bowler, but you'll pay Eli Manning twenty three million. I am an two Eli. Times,
0: two times Super Bowl champion.
2: Yeah, two times Super Bowl MVP too. Like okay. Eli Manning brought me the two happiest days of my life. It goes Super Bowl okay. forty two, Super Bowl forty six. Day I get married, day of my child's birth. I'm naming my kid Eli Manning Buckman for a reason. Okay, but. He's done. Like, just leave. Just be done with him. Farewell. Side. I love you forever.
0: Bright side. you have another bad season. You can draft someone else this year and then get Herbert next year. Who do you like?
2: I, I do love me some Herbert.
0: There we go. See, we end on bright side there. All See, right. You
2: no, know, it's still a losing situation because I have to well, spend another year with this dump fired okay. I'm like, yeah. that. Right. anyways.
0: I, my Wednesday, woe we'll switch up. Buckman, that was incredible. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, my Wednesday, woe is we're going to go to college basketball, which we haven't really talked about at all with other NFL news. And... I mean it's partly about my dogs, but it's about any team out there uh, that's listening to this. When when you see March Madness, you see Leonardi post in Brackets twice a week now, and you're not on there. Yeah. And you look, you look at you look at the last four in, you're not on there. You look at the, the next four in, you're not on there. You look at the last four out and your name still is not on there. It's it's really tough because all you yeah. wanna do is be you love March enough, but when your team is in there, it's a feeling like no other all of you know never that. You know, but well, that's, yeah. I can tell you it's like, for my team who's had five different coaches in like the past eight years and has still made it. Ten out of the past eleven years, that's what we do. Yeah, hurts. Great job against Xavier yesterday. Paul Jorgensen was a stud. The energy was there in Hinkle. It's just oh, not enough. Not enough at this point, I don't think, Paulie J. Uh, but it just sucks to see you know this happening and your team not in it. Uh, but as, as you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to Buckman about this because he's never seen a good thing happen in sports in his life in basketball. Yeah.
2: My best March Madness moment was when Rutgers made it to the Big Ten quarterfinals. That was yeah. it. So, so that's where we're at that my was team, last year.
0: My team's been in the ship twice, missed half-court yeah. shot in the worst national championship ever. So that's going to
2: make the NIT this year, but we lost oh, to Ben State. We dog Scarlet Knights NIT. Hey Zach,
0: you got want to go? I'm there. I we've, we've talked about this. My team doesn't. We don't do this. Your team does.
2: I've I will never
0: an NIT in my life. We'll talk yeah. about it. later. All right. That's, I mean, that's all I got for my Wednesday. Well, it sucks. I mean, unless the dogs get hot in the Big East tournament, Marquette's kind of struggling a little bit. But I just, I, as of right now, I don't see it. Shout out Campbell Donovan, though. Uh, really excited to have him in the crib this summer. Now, y'all look money hungry. And that's good. All right. Let's get to another portion that we hate to talk about because it's, it's been a bad, it's been a sad podcast. Yeah. I
2: mean, Zach, we've been cursed by this podcast, I think. I, I picked I up, I got I some mojo back. Today, I, I think I lost all my mojo. I really do. Um, you want to know why my mojo is dead, Zach? I think I know, but go ahead. The Magic first quarter is officially dead. It's it dead. is officially dead. They they Saturday night, while we were sitting in uh, St. Elmo's, um, yep. we had our phones out, obviously, paying attention <laughs> to the sports. Magic push against the Pacers. Magic were also at St. Elmo's Friday night. So do we blame it on the stake? I don't know. You tell me. Um, just allegedly. I guess. Uh, then the next night they lose to the Cavs of all people in the first quarter and and the game. And then they lose to the 76ers in the first quarter. So they're o 0-1. I mean o two and one in their last three. Magic first quarter officially dead. dead. But but George Washington hit the first half over today.
0: We're still, still living over. there. We're still we're <laughs> living and breathing. Living and <laughs> dying. I mean off of this George Washington first half over. All right. Last week our Thursday picks worked. We are back though on it, Thursday on Only back. Podcast we are back. The Mojo's here and the matchup's stuff. Once
2: it, again. Yeah, I mean Thursday like two NBA games and what happened in that thing where the 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 NCAA regular seasons coming into an end and like some teams are playing, some teams are I mean some conferences are playing, some conferences are I, I don't now know
0: tournaments already. Oh my god, oh We're wow. here. It's crazy. Good feeling. Mario, right, well, what, what do you like, like though? What do you like?
2: All right. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just firing stuff at the wall right now. Really yeah. not a lot that's, of research done for this. It but, is. yeah, we're riding right now. You know, you imagine, like, for my gambling life, you you know, you imagine how somebody's drowning and they're, like, coming up and they're breathing for air and they go back down and they're coming up and breathing for air. That's me right now. now. That's Thread me. Up. Yeah. So let me give you two picks. The treading water lock of the year, right? Yeah. Utah. I mean, yeah, yeah, Utah. Against USC. Utah, they have some good games. They come out hot. Let me tell they you They
0: have you some good games.
2: <laughs> the Pac-12 may be the hardest conference to bet on. I think I figured it out for tomorrow night, though. Utah, Uh minus three against USC. Lock them in. They want to have a good run in the Pac-12 tournament. It starts Thursday night against USC. Home game, minus three. You know, maybe they're up post-game, up, back and forth, free throws. They win by four or five. That's my first pick. Second pick, Houston. Coming off of their first home loss of the season, they're coming back home. I forget who they're playing. But they're minus 14, and I don't care oh, what they're playing. <laughs> you take Houston, minus 14, they're going to smoke a team they want to show. Listen, we're the bad boys of the American Athletic Conference. That's all. <laughs> the they they want to win. They want to win by a lot. Probably senior night. The seniors want to go out on good foot. You, Houston, minus 14. Utah, minus three. Blacks only.
0: Locked only. And you said the magic words. When it gets this time around the year and you don't know who to bet on, I got three words for you. Senior night money line. <laughs> <laughs> they don't lose on senior night at home. No. Something, I mean, Miles Powell put on a 12-0 run. He's not even a senior, but it's senior night, so he did it for his boys. Yes, of course. Marquette single-handedly beat Marquette by himself. If you, you watch Marquette, Seton Hall. You, should, time after time, we're seeing these home teams win. Besides, the only team I bet on tonight, thank you, Buck, Rutgers sucks. Uh, they lost to Penn State at home. Nope, nope not going to let you talk. Some share. of them
2: they covered. They pushed though over for Zach.
0: So one point spread, win the game. But mm-hmm. So sticking with that, Connecticut's minus one and a half at Temple, or hosting Temple. Senior night, they've had a tough year, but they're a tough out at home. I like Connecticut minus one and a half. Pacers, I love you, still believe in you. Austin I already hates his life, uh, so don't worry about them. But Bucks ten and a half tomorrow over the Pacers, I'd take it. The bonus, once again, is not traveling with the team. Probably supposed six man of the year, completely... Uh, kind of runs that second unit with Tyreek. Without him, though, the, the flow is just not there. T.J. Leaf is in. Pray to God, okay, Pacers fans, because T.J. Leaf is in. 18 points last time. He did have 18 points. It was unbelievable. Uh, but Bucks at home are also incredible. One of the best home records. They want to kind of put us away and let us know that you know we really don't have a shot. So I like the Bucks big tomorrow. Bucks ten and a half. Connecticut one and a half. blocks only. I created
2: You know we're getting into March. We're just going to get our feet again, and then we will be sure beat out some daily locks, hopefully, for all of the conference tournaments start next week so that you guys can ride with us. Hopefully, we have our mojo back. We're starting to pick up. Let me tell you what, the Celtics stuck so on back to back. So I'm taking the Kings tonight, even though you guys won't Ooh. be able to hear Ooh. these picks tonight.
1: Ooh. Let me tell you
2: one thing when you're listening to this podcast tomorrow, just know I took the Kings. I took them.
0: Yeah, Buckman, Kyrie Irving's not playing. Did you know this? I didn't, but that's why. This is This is why, don't, listen, why, don't listen to Buck. We've talked, said it before 6 and 0 oh without Kyrie. They
2: love playing without Kyrie. But They're 3 and 6 on back to back games. The non Kyrie effect. Marvin Baglis out for the Kings. Let's see. Okay. I, I like. We'll, we'll tweet it out tomorrow.
0: Kings win. Celtics win. Here we go. All, All right. right. Uh, Everyone's
2: favorite actually second favorite time because betting is the favorite time uh oh. mailbag time mailbag. <laughs> there be we sure go. to follow us at, at hbt underscore podcast tweet it as your questions they could be answered on the next podcast and real quick shout out to Show. i know nothing about wrestling but he wanted a wrestling thing where he's like wednesday mats or something i don't know i don't know anything about wrestling but shout out yeah,
0: like i say oh we got for that one rookers right. is good at wrestling though so. do. Okay. Let's go to question number one, my boy Gamble at AUS OS Gamble eleven, Big Minnesota fan, diehard Stefan Diggs fan. He asks, Do you think Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs are the best receiver duo in the league? Buck?
2: Um, short answer, probably. Okay. I would like to say the Giants, but Odell might not even be on the team anymore. I think that it's it's hard to find a great like two great wide receivers it seems like anymore because A.B. and Juju's gone. Odell and Sterling Shepard's probably gone. You got Cooks and Woods. I mean, that might be the best re- trio for the Rams, but I would say best duo, definitely Thielen and Diggs. Those guys are fantasy machines, even with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback, great
1: wide
0: receivers. Yeah, I am going to disagree with you here. Uh, I think I test Diggs and Thielen all the way. I'm with okay. you there. But okay. the one you did mention, I would go with. Uh, like you said, A.B., Juju, dead. Odell, Sterling. Okay, first off, and Eli is a quarterback. So what about Sterling makes this duo? Come on, really? Sterling's good. AJ Green, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd was more effective than Odell Sterling. You you also have to look at who the hell was throwing them the ball. It doesn't matter. He asked, for the best receiver duo in the league? Production's production. That's why. That's why right here for you. If you look at the ah, if you look at receiving for (laughs) receiving yards, receiving yards, yards. Robert Woods, 13th in receiving yards. Brandon Cook. Fourteenth in receiving yards, Cooper Cup. Twenty-first in receiving yards, Cooper Cup also missed a lot of time. That's why i just want to say trio. Mike, yeah, the duo still beat <laughs> Thielen, Adam at eleven and Stefan at twenty-two. The trio beat the duo in yards. I know touchdowns are a big factor. I know Thielen had all those games with hundred yards, but just because the quarterback stuck, that does affect the receiver duo. I test you might take, but I take AJ Green and Tyler Boyd before I took Odell and Sterling combo.
2: I mean, I would too at this point. I'm going to be cool. if I for Oh, Sanu's a man. Oh, Rutgers Sanu, had to say. Better than Eli. Oh, Sanu. I would take Sanu as a quarterback right now. Bring him home. Bring him to Jersey. Yeah. Put him in as quarterback. That's run true. a wildcat offense for all I care. I think would be more effective. Imagine Muhammad Sanu, Saquon Barkley, Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. Talk about Madden. I mean, enough. listen, Zach. I understand that. I'm talking best wide receivers. Like, who do I want on my? on okay. my field. That's a different I'm conversation. I'm taking feline and dig. I'm okay. not, I know production. Production is hard to say because as a wide receiver, you have to trust your quarterback. You have people where it's like, I mean, well, that's that's what, that, that's what that is. It's hooks and woods. It's like, I mean, they're good. They're good, but I would not take them
0: over the line and Diggs, where you had Kirk Cousins, but they're, they're oh, they're dog. I'm, that's why I say, I test take them, but because Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, thank God Brooks isn't on here today or else he'd be, oh, you know, Kirk's not bad. Kirk. No, Kirk's terrible. Oh, he's uh, that's, not- that's why they're not good. So, but I test, I give it to him. But production-wise, based off this, you got to go to the Rams. Sorry, Gamble. Production-wise,
2: I do say that. But I, I think that you take you still take T-line and Diggs. If I'm just saying I want two players on my team, I'm taking T-line and Diggs.
0: All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's we'll get to question number two. At Jimmy underscore Sutton three does a nice job covering IU sports and football. Does a nice job there, Jimmy, even though IU sucks. His question is, though, he's talking about the rivals here. Uh, how far will Purdue go in the tourney? And what will it take for Butler and Indiana to make it? Uh, just a real quick interjection there. This this Greg Doyle, he does a nice job writing, but he has been so soft about players, or mm-hmm. about fans chanting during these games. As we know, IU chanted F-harms. They didn't, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to drop the F-bomb here. It's the only thing I said I wouldn't do. They're chanting F-harms. Purdue comes back with, you know, every game they chant IU sucks. Doyle rips the IU fans for it. Fred Glass is so soft and doesn't call them out, but instead... Emails the Purdue AD the next day saying, "Oh, sorry, even though you didn't give a shit, and now you have Matt Painter on Senior Night telling the fans to drop the chant. They're, they're college kids, like we're college kids. You're yep. allowed to do that. It makes the game more fun. We chant Jay Wright suck every chance we get. He's one of the best coaches to ever coach in college basketball. It makes it more fun. It's obviously, you know, it's a little personal with that rivalry, but let it go. Like Doyle, chill out, Painter. It, okay, it's I don't I hate it's it harms a better player. It's that simple. They love it." He
2: hit the game winner. Like if I mean, I'm a player, if I'm talk all the trash you want, you if want it makes it. me step
0: up my exactly. game. I mean, look at Marilyn Channing. You're ugly, at Iggy. Look what he did. On hate. bring on the hate. It's hate. It's a college basketball game. It makes the environment fun. Everyone. Aaron, Chad, Aaron Chanted. Dad bought it in the sectional champ. I mean, sectional semifinal. That simple. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> they chanted that at me. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every second of it. Who won? I enjoyed not missing a shot as a team in the fourth quarter to smack exactly. their asses. Former state champions. My ass. I'm not gonna talk about Amen. high school anymore. There we go. Starting point guard. <laughs> <laughs> Never looked at the rim. Here we go. How far will Purdue go in the tourney? First off, and we'll get to Butler and IU next. So Purdue, I went and watched them against Ohio State. Nothing sweeter than seeing Holtman get his ass kicked by 40 points to start with that. Love and to see it. Purdue's impressive because they have Carson. And when you have Carson, you can make a run with that kind of player. But when you know Carson hasn't been going in the past couple games and they're still finding ways to win, which is what I was worried about with them. He got hot in the Ohio State game, but what impresses me is the movement they have without the ball to get Carson and Klein the looks they need to get, and those guys can line it up at any second. Grady Eifert has the confidence to make shots now. Nojel Eastern is probably one of the best on-ball defenders in the country at like six, 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 seven guarding the point. Uh, you have Harms inside, who I hate this pump. I hear everything about him, but he's an energy guy. He does well. Travion Williams, little Flanagan, has started to develop. They have pieces. Uh, I think Sweet 16, maybe Elite Eight, is is their ceiling. I don't think they get past that. I think teams will just be more talented than them. Despite the good coaching and the good principles they have, uh, but they are a team that you don't want to play because they play the right way.
2: Um, not out of the first weekend.
0: Okay. Well, that's that's uh, come on. I
2: listen. It's like Virginia. What, we, ha- we have this conversation You're every Purdue year. In Virginia.
0: That's not even, Virginia just did eighteen threes against Syracuse. Yeah, and every year we're like, oh, Virginia, year, oh we're gonna they're a year. They I said were I was wrong. They're back. And
2: let me tell you something. Every wow. single year, we always have the conversation. Purdue's one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Purdue has multiple scores. Purdue has a lot of role players who are going to do this, that, and the other thing. Purdue is a great team all around. And then they always blow in the tournament. If you want to beat this team or make it a close game, a close game, you have to do one thing. Oh. And it is lock down Carson Edwards. If you can lock down oh. Carson Edwards, and then you can, listen, if you can lock down Carson Edwards, you're going to make it a close game. If you can lock down Carson Edwards and make C- Ryan Klein work for his shots, you're going to win that game. Because this team, I, I, I don't, Zach, every single year it's the same thing. Every no, single not. year it's the same it the thing made to second with
0: that. Weekend last year. Last yeah, year I was just
2: saying it's a, just a hot take more. They're not going to make it to the Sweet 16, though. No, I don't think. If if they don't do good in the Big Ten tournament, they haven't been playing well of recently. If they don't do good in the Big Ten tournament, they're not going to have as good of a seed. They're going to have a harder time in in the NCAA tournament with opening games. Zach, they, Rob, with Robbie's humble, humble team is supposed to make it to like the Final Four of the Elite Eight, and they got bounced. Earlier he than they tore did.
0: Tore his ACL. What are you talking about? But one year you didn't, though, right? <laughs> no, you I forgot you, about no,
2: that. I forgot about
0: that. You ended that horribly. I forgot about that. That's pretty bad. Hey, rip that Buckman on Twitter. Rip him. That hey, is bullshit.
2: Listen. Hand up. I forgot Robbie Hummel tore his ACL, but senior year Twice? they lost, like, Arkansas State. They lost to Arkansas that was State. was not
0: Robbie Hummel's senior year. Yeah, I know it wasn't
2: Robbie Hummel's senior okay, year. It so, was my senior it was, it was my big, senior. Uh, I remember I was watching it. I had a concussion. I was watching it on my phone at lacrosse practice, and they blew it, and they uh, hurt my bracket. I
1: don't so forget. One time,
0: that. one time they lost to Arkansas State. One time they got upset in the first round. Good, good yeah. basis there. Yeah, and that Carson, is how Carson I, Edwards went two for twenty-three. Klein had eleven points all in the second half, and they still won at Indiana, who we hate, but winning there, even though it's something Hall sucks. They still won at Indiana. Carson was like five of forty-two in his in two games, and they won them. Like, like, I'm they, not they, impressed. Michigan
2: State lost to Indiana twice. Are we sitting here saying that Michigan State's dead? Like, they're going to, like, no, it's IU. I don't care. Like, Uh, what what do you, Purdue, 30 bucks pretty makes it the second week. You, two to one odds. Two to one odds. 30 bucks Purdue doesn't make it to the sweet 16. No, deal. Wait, is that the second weekend? No. Yes. Yes, Yes, it is. Yeah, (laughs) I'm
0: sorry, Zach. I'm talking to a football mode. I'm talking to a wall. wall right now. Odell's gone. Next, uh, next. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'll turn it okay, I can okay, tell you right. my bad. All right. Right. That was a
2: bad look. That was a bad hey, look for me. Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. All right.
0: Fine. Pretty it. There you go. Remember here. Heard it here first. All right. Butler. I can tell you right now, uh, Jimmy. Everyone out there. Butler has one chance of making it, it's if they do this. Saturday they go to Providence. They got to win that. Like it gets to 17 wins, and you got to get to 19 to 20 wins. You got to win. We're not going to be a 16, so we're going to have to play night one in the Garden. You got to win that one. Then you're going to play either Marquette or Villanova in the second round off that. bye, and you have to win that one. I don't think you have to win the Biggies. I think you have to make it to the championship. That's the way to do it. It's going to be tough, dogs. We got a chance. We got life at least. That's how we're going to do it. IU, uh, incredible amount of quad one wins, but I, you got to win at Illinois tomorrow, 100%. You got to beat Rutgers Saturday, 100%. And then you probably got to win one to two games in the Big Ten tournament. You're you're the next four out right now because you have so many losses. I, I, you're one loss away I think not I
2: I would agree with that. I think the only way I think Butler has a little more I really I don't know see the thing is is that Butler, I think IU I think IU has a better like doesn't have as much wiggle room but I think a big ten tournament loss looks better than a big east tournament loss. So it's a really tough situation for both teams. I would say okay if if you lose to Villanova, it looks worse than losing to Purdue or Michigan State.
1: You
0: can't say that. No, I disagree again. How?
2: I, what is why why does it look worse? Because they're simply
0: not as good of a team. No, that's such What well, Villanova's not as Villanova's because Villanova's a better team than Michigan State and Purdue. That's why it's a no, better loss for us. Or the opposite. I'm
2: saying I'm saying that IU losing to a Purdue or a Michigan State is a like a better loss than than Butler losing to a Villanova.
0: Now it doesn't matter at that point. It does not I, matter. In, only a win's gonna help you. A loss to them, they're gonna be like, oh, they only lost to them. They only lost to them. So let's put that. Well, my point is, my point is, is that if if IU makes it to the
2: semifinals, loses to Purdue in a close game, that that's not as bad as a look. than you know Butler making it to the semifinals and losing to Villanova. Because and if both of them win out, I think IU has a better chance with a loss in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament than Butler with a loss in the semifinals of the Big East tournament. Okay. If, cause if you think about well, that, you, lose, the only way we're going to make it Michigan,
0: Michigan State, or Purdue. If they you know, lose one of those three in the semifinals, okay. What I'm saying is, if IU wins out and then loses that game in the semifinals, they could be in still. Yes, if we win out and go to the semifinals and lose. It does not matter. The only way we can make it is if we beat one of those teams. So it doesn't even matter if we lose to one of them. That's what I'm saying.
2: So you're saying that you have to beat either Villanova or Marquette to have a shot in the biggest tournament? Yes. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think IU needs to win out. And if they can make it to the semifinals, win a game in the Big Ten tournament, and if they lose in a close game to one of those two teams on a neutral site, tight story, uh, depending on if you know, if Wofford loses the third conference tournament, that hurts them. If Buffalo doesn't win the Mac, that hurts IU. A lot of these teams that need to win the conference tournament have to win for IU and Ballard. Yeah. Same page.
0: All right, we're good. All right, we're good. All right, let's see if we have an argument here. Number three. <laughs> w underscore Scott. Scotty, my boy, the Colter looking good. We'll talk about it later. Does the NCAA need to modify the charge rule? He said I've seen too many poster dunks called off due to an off defensive player sliding in after the dunk had already uh, been attempted as they already go up.
2: Um, first of all,
0: that charge against Nevada was terrible, That's. I think man. that's what we're talking about here, right? It's,
1: yeah. Which the,
2: was, whole, the,
0: the whole aftermath of that game, everything about that, Nevada's, nice. you know, Nevada's going far.
2: Except yes. they didn't cover last night. I was. know, I know, I know I'm
0: that. with you. I thought they were definitely cover, but, yeah, but they did. That, that's disrespectful. Anyway. That cool. But yeah, the Martin, I don't know which Martin it was. A body bag.
2: Like, if you're a ref and you see that, that's not a charge because of good position. That's, you're just calling that because of pure, it's like, of annihilation. Time. That's a bad call. I think that, you know, players seeing, or ref seeing, I guess, oh, he went down hard. I'm going to call it a charge. Then that, that shouldn't count. I will say, in my opinion, a charge for the home team in a close game is the most exciting call in sports. When the ref, hand behind the head and fist forward, yeah. that is my favorite thing of all. When Bowling Green was playing Buffalo, and we were at home against Buffalo, Every time there was a possible charge, I was out of my seat. Given a charge sign, entire crowd would go nuts. It's by it. far the best call. So I, I'm fine with the uh, charge call staying. I just think that refs need to use better judgment.
0: Okay, No, I disagree 100%. Argument three of three. Wow. Oh I, this rule needs to be changed because, like you said, the momentum of the, in the atmosphere that people feel, that refs feel, you can't take the emotion out of them. They're not robots. And they, they feel that they want to make that call. They want to make that call, that charge call at the end of the game. They review enough, and I know we. I agree with everyone that we talked about. You know, I think it was last week's show where we said, you know, the reviews yeah. got to shut down and we got to change it. However, under under two minutes to go, I uh, maybe under one minute to go, probably under two. I think this rule needs to be changed, where you can you can go and look to see if it's a charge or a block. I think it's that. Important. I would
2: agree with that, and I don't. I think that another thing that needs to change with this replay system. Kind of, if there's a charge or a block, it doesn't take five minutes to look at. It. Have you don't need to have have a central, have him in Indianapolis at the NCAA headquarters looking at it. Ref walked over, somebody's like, they called it a charge, bada bing, bada boom, we're back on the court in twenty
0: seconds. Yeah, I mean it's it's two two checks. Did he slide in before or yep. after? And was he in the was he in the circle? That's it.
2: That's simple. And Nevada, Utah State guy was sliding in still.
0: Sliding in. But, completely slid right under yeah. him. So, so
2: I, I do think they need to change it. it. It's like past interference where it's it's one of those things. I think the charge is coming a lot more blatant than it is now. It's just becoming a popular call. So yeah. I, I would agree. I would agree.
0: Yeah. Crazy. All right, folks. It has been an a electric, wild ride. A wild ride full of emotion. Yep. Heartbreaking for some. Hopeful for others. that.
1: Hopeful.
0: Not book. Uh, just thank you for listening in. I know it's just two of us today. A lot of talking from the both of us here, but there's a lot to discuss. We hope you enjoy it. Shout out our boy Burke. We always got to yes, mention Burke. Sir. The song is awesome. I listened to it just said listen to it. You need to hear the show. Love I'm hearing the right. music. Go and listen to Burke, and in, in any way you can, go listen to our show in any way you can. As you see, we're on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. We're iTunes. I said, I don't want to say it like that. We're on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. We are everywhere. Tweet us out. Send the link. Keep listening to us. We appreciate you very much. Episode four. How about that? And it's out, Burke. And that's good. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking happen. They say money can't buy happiness, look at the
1: fucking smile on my face. Here to here, baby. Hi, everyone. I go by Burke. You don't really want to see how this works. I could pick and poke all these words. Fuck the yard. I'll stop the curve. They stay distracted. I'll stay focused. It'll take time till they start to notice. I'm soft spoken, but I got a voice. I don't really want to sound too annoyed. But these new guys hopped on the scene with a mouthful of ice and a cup of lean. All pissed off and they act mean. Instead of rap, they just want to sing. Well, actually, something in between this mumbling, stumbling on a beam. The real talents in the production team. In the back of the booth, they don't touch the green. Give me the cut. Give me the bands. Now you know what's up and you understand That behind the microphone's actually a man That touches it up with a talented hand Executes everything that they had planned Make it sound old school, kick the can Anything else that you demand? Fuck it, let's run it all back again I don't know how much more I can take I think I'm starting to wear down Give me a while I could tear down Everyone look at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break Let me talk shit, let me talk shit I sound so obnoxious my ahead, can't stop this Coming from the view of docs, bitch I ain't been playing, I'm saying the truth The money gets moved like this in Duluth I sound like a shape that's recently been, But I'm been out of shape with my fucking percent Used to count others, but now I count mine Mac told me find a feminine, that's divine My dad said a honey that don't worry about the money Only loving me for what's inside my mind Spit sick shit till the day I'm old Never catch me into what i'm told Fuck bronze silver let's get gold sign this line and sell my soul i don't want to sell my soul do what i'm told grow boring and old nah i just want to live my life make sure it's right and have a hell of a night yeah i don't know how much more i can take i think i'm starting to wear down give me a while i could tear down everyone looking at me scared now I don't want any more activists Activists all have been acting fake Why does this feel like a Kit Kat? Somebody give me a fucking break